Welcome to the Half Hill Report, news and items of interest for and about the village of Half Hill, the Valley of the Four Winds, Pandaria, and all of Azeroth. Half Hill Report is produced in cooperation with Half Hill Agricultural College, dedicated to serving the educational needs of the greater Valley of the Four Winds community. I'm your host, Tosh Mafuni, coming to you live as we do every week from the upstairs room at Half Hill's own Lazy Turnip Inn. And it's listener letter time. This week's letter is from a uh, private Molson who writes to us all the way from Grizzly Hills. And he writes, Dear Half Hill Report, I wanted to write to thank you for your story about Westfall last week and the mention of my family's farm there. Oh, that's nice. He did hear about it. I serve with the Westfall Brigade here in Grizzly Hills now and often think of the family farm as it was when I was young and times in Westfall were better. I'm also writing to ask a favor. I have some real problems with laundry here. Our laundry boy, Buckets Cleary, has ruined several of my best shirts. If you happen to go back to Westfall, could you look and see if there are any of my clothes left at the farm and send them to me? Respectfully, Private Molson. So, Private Molson, first let me say thank you for your service, and I'm glad that our story brought back some good memories for you. Not sure what to say about your clothes. Honestly, from what I saw, there was really nothing left at your farm after the Defias Brotherhood was through with it. But, I tell you what, I could probably get some nice shirts from the clothiers at the Silken Fields and send you a few nice things. It's the least I can do. Thanks for writing. And now, on with the news. Turning to business news, merchants, service providers, and businesses of all types have noted a remarkable downturn in trade and overall customer traffic throughout all of Azeroth. Many have commented that large parts of the population of Azeroth seem to have just vanished or gone to parts unknown with no apparent explanation. I spoke with several of the vendors at Half Hill Market, and they said it almost feels like much of the population has been distracted by events or activities elsewhere. But they were confident that whatever it is, the novelty will soon wear off and people will come home. In sports news, despite high hopes for their first season win, the mighty Mushans fell to the fighting forest riders of Silvermoon Academy in an away game that was over almost before it began. The struggling Mushan's defense was unable to hold back the Forest Riders' freewheeling offense, who struck early with several arcane criticals and two double criticals in the early going. The Mushan's offense, led by freshman single inner back LG Windtail, never really got going and scored only a single common late in the game. I spoke with senior starting left inside strong back Jan Ironchin after the game about the Mushan's disappointing 0-2 start to the season. Yeah, well, you know, we're all just trying to stay focused on the next game and what we need to do. You gotta shake off the losses and just try to learn and get better. And LJ is gonna do fine once she gets used to the speed of the game at this level. We just gotta give her a little more time to let the plays develop. Say, can I say hi to my dad? Hi, Dad! The Mushans return home next week to face off against the Crimson Herd of Thunderbluff A&M. So come on out and support the Mushans. March on, Mushans. March on. Hey folks, remember that you'll never lose when you shop with the fine vendors of Half Hill Market. 
Whether you need seeds for the early fall planting season or wholesome and healthful recipes for your fall harvest, you can find them at Half Hill Market. Open every day, all year round. A world of shopping right here in our own backyard. Checking the Azeroth calendar, the Harvest Festival begins in just a couple of days. Every year at this time, Azeroth takes a moment each day to remember and honor those who sacrificed their lives to aid others. And of course, the Dark Moon Fair begins next week, so be sure to visit this celebration of all that is weird and wonderful in Azeroth. This week, I'm continuing to work on my new assignment from Professor Talib with the new series, Azeroth Before the Cataclysm. Before Sargeras wounded Azeroth, before the mists surrounding Pandaria fell, the black dragon Neltharion rose from the depths of Deepholm, collapsing the elemental plane onto our world, forever changing the face of Azeroth. In this series of features, I'll visit some of the most severely affected places and, through interviews and research, attempt to uncover and rediscover what those places were like before the Cataclysm. This week, Menethil Harbor. Sitting on the western shore of the wetlands at the southern end of the marshy delta that drains into the Great Sea, the partially submerged town of Menethil Harbor is home to a rough collection of sailors, pirates, smugglers, and its remaining hardy residents who derive trade from travelers on the ships to and from Theramore and Valgard. I rode into the town from the north over the broad bridge that today has partially collapsed. I had to wade through to pass under the majestic gate into Menethil. My first sight was of Menethil Keep, where Dwarven Captain Stoutfist, Lieutenant Timothy Clark, and Volstead Ironjaw stand a long vigil outside the portcullis of the keep, seeking to draw out the dark iron dwarves occupying the broken remains of the keep. Captain Stoutfist greeted me cordially, but after I politely declined his invitation to join their efforts to reclaim the keep, he told me I was welcome to explore the town. I left my mount at the stables with Thomas Booker and Unger Stadforth in their stables hard against the western wall of the keep. They gave me a brief description of the town as it had been before, with broad cobbled paths circling the keep and connecting the town's many houses and shops. They pointed out to me where their stables had been, just inside the wall on what had been a pleasant pasture alongside a quaint row of houses. I could see the submerged remains of the houses and the top of a windmill that is the only part that stands above water, the veins still slowly turning in the gentle offshore breeze. Where villagers used to live their lives, spending time visiting friends and travelers brought their custom, crabs and sharks prowl through the sunken buildings and streets. From there I waded around to the front of the keep and to the eastern part of Menethil, where the homes still stand just above the waterline, with sandbags standing as brave bulwarks at their doors. There I met Andrea Halloran and her children, Regina and Jesse, in their small home. Regina and Jesse used to be able to play in the streets of Menethil, but today they use a small rowboat as their playground. Wading further along the sunken path, I passed the still-operating forge and several other occupied homes. Between the homes, I could see down alleyways to the partially broken eastern wall, crazily leaning into the back bay behind the town. Eventually, I came to Deepwater Tavern, 
where innkeeper Helbrecht maintains his inn as best he can in the shattered town. He told me that since the cataclysm, travelers don't spend any time in the town other than to catch the boats. But like many of the vendors and service providers in the town, they continue to scratch out what living they can. On the steps of the tavern, he pointed out several of the other local merchants and residents to me. Cameret Jongleur, the wandering minstrel, who once strolled the streets entertaining visitors and locals, but now spends his days in a rowboat outside the inn, composing songs and poems that few will ever hear. Edwina Monzur and Niala Trance, boyers who now ply their trade off a small spit of land off the east wall of the keep, that one must approach by either wading through thigh-deep water or by rowboat. Helbrecht wistfully described to me how the main street used to look, circling down to the docks, lined with tall shade trees and small street lamps. The trees are still there, but only the tops of the lamps poke out from the water, their faded light glimmering against water, swirling around their posts. I went back to the inn to have a small meal, and there I met Red Jack Flint, who used to be a regular resident of Menethil Keep before it was overrun. He remembered the keep in its heyday as a fine example of an alliance keep, well-stocked, well-disciplined, and ordered. These days, Red Jack divides his time between the inn and visiting with the former crew of the Maiden's Virtue, who stand on the dock gazing sadly at the masttops of their sunken vessel. As I stood on the docks looking over the town, I glanced back to the keep and saw two ballistae still impotently standing guard, their power no match for the awesome forces brought by the cataclysm. As evening approached, I retrieved my mount for the journey home, and as I rode out of town, I paused and looked back from the far end of the bridge. The faint but warm lights of homes were coming up in the early evening, and I could hear the distant sound of the villagers going on with their lives. I found comfort and encouragement on this evidence that, even in the aftermath of the cataclysm, Menethil Harbor still carries on. It's time once again for our weekly feature, The Inside Story, with everyone's favorite Draenei food and lodging critic, Velmek. So, Velmek, tell us all about your visit to the Argent Tournament Grounds. Did, uh, <laughs> did Demesis catch up with her new acquaintance? Hey there, Tosh. Well, yes, we go to Argent Tournament, and there Demesis met with her new friend, Heath Tattersall. Oh, Heath Tattersall, huh? Ugh, I know, right? Some name. Anyway, Heath is member of Argent Crusade, who fights, if you can call it that, as Stormwind Champion in Ring of Champions. But, you know, I am thinking this is all staged for tourists. You know, Velmek, it sounds like maybe you don't think much of this guy. Ah, I don't know. To me, he seemed very self-important and full of himself. But Demisa seemed to like him. Argent Tournament is big military training compound for Argent Crusade, who are military group fighting to restore plague lands of northern Lordaeron. But honestly, to me, place seem like big tourist trap that stages battles for visitors. Really? Nah, I should probably not judge. Probably Argent Crusade need way to raise money. After all this time, Lich King was defeated long time ago now. And maybe peoples have forgotten about important work they do. Well, that's 
fair and an interesting viewpoint. So tell us more about the place. Was was there an inn? Yes, yes, there was an inn called Silver Covenant Pavilion. A pavilion, just fancy way of saying big tent, kept by innkeeper Blood Elf Keris Sunlance. Inn was big with lots of room, but no place for sleeping, and they don't sell food. You have to go outside into cold for food and drink vendors, which makes no sense. I find Jenna Thunderbrew and Elia Moondancer, and between two of them, they have pretty good selection of food and drink. But honestly, prices seem little high. I have meat-basted caribou along with sweet potato bread and Northrend honeymead. It was good, not worth the money. Demesis decided to buy food from couple of Tuscar because she is thinking they are so cute. She get the savory snow plum and poached emperor salmon and said that they were both very good. So it sounds like the accommodations were so-so and the food was okay. What about the rest of the place? What did Demesis think? You know, Heath gave us tour and Demesis felt right at home in military post. She liked orderly spirit of place, discipline of warriors training and proving themselves, and the spectacle. She tell Heath what things were like in Argus and what war looked like from there. Very grubby and dirty affair. But this place seems so clean and neat. You know, whole time she's walking very close to Heath and listening with so much interest to all he tell her. Tosh, I've never seen her act like this. Um... Maybe she likes him? Sure, maybe, but honestly, I'm not sure why. Anyway, after tour, we watch big stage event in arena between so-called champions and different opponents. Oh, such corny lines and drama. I tell you, Tosh, I was laughing whole time. You know, they even have someone in costume to look like Lich King. Can you believe it? But Heath insists it all real and Demesis poked me inside and, oh, give me such a look. So I shut up after that and just let them have good time. Afterwards, we visit goblin vendor Bruxel Goldgrasp and buy souvenir doublets from him. 25 gold, can you believe it? And, of course, Heath didn't offer to buy, so I had to pay. So, Velmic, it sounds like you didn't think much of the place, or Heath, for that matter. Not really, no. Argent tournament grounds are cold, long way out of way, and in was just so-so. You know, I was going to give two and a half crystals, but the missus got mad at me and said if I didn't give four crystals, she would stop going on to review trips with me. So I gave three crystals as compromise. <laughs> okay, I, I guess that sounds fair. And what about Heath? Ah, oh, him. I am not going to give him rating. But I think I overhear them make plans to meet again sometime in Dalaran. But when I ask the missus, she just smile and get real quiet. I don't know, Tash. I don't like this. You know, my friend, the missus is a grown Draenei and can probably see who she likes. Nah, you're probably right, Tash. You know, Daolin tell me same thing and tell me to stick to reviewing inns <laughs> and leave romance advice to someone more qualified. Ouch! <laughs> but honestly, that sounds like good advice. So, speaking of reviews, where to next week? So, when we are visiting with Eamon in Najjatar, he tell us about wonderful little town called Keranos. 
right outside Iron Forge. He talks so much about a place called Thunder Brew Distillery that I think this is a good place to visit. We'll look forward to hearing about it. Till next time, Dionys Aka, my friend. Dionys Akatash. See you next week. As always, we are coming to you live from the Lazy Turnip Inn in the heart of Half Hill, the little town that time forgot and the years can't improve. You know, making your way in Azeroth today takes everything you've got, and taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. So why not stop by and ask Den Den for a cold, refreshing Storm Stout brew, brewed right here in the valley by the fine Pandarans at Storm Stout Brewery. When in doubt, reach for a Storm Stout. Well, thanks for joining me again this week, folks. And be sure to tune into this station tomorrow morning and start your day with the Morning Brew, hosted by those wacky and irrepressible pair of Pandarans, Fire Chuckle and Drum Tummy. See you next week, and remember, free Pandaria. The Half Hill Report is a fan-created fictional radio broadcast based on World of Warcraft. All place names, character names, and music from World of Warcraft used in the Half Hill Report are the exclusive property of Blizzard Entertainment. World of Warcraft is a trademark or registered trademark of Blizzard Entertainment Inc. in the U.S. and other countries. No copyright or trademark infringement is intended by the Half Hill Report. If you would like to reach us, you can find us on Twitter at Half Hill Report or drop us an email at halfhillreport at yahoo.com. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.